How you doing, old buddy? Oh, get along fine. It's Friday, May 27th, and today I'm joined by a legend of the industry, Paul Clapp. Paul and me have a personal relationship, uh, maybe for the last five to ten years. Paul, uh, he has trucked bulls around and picked up cow-calf pairs and stuff for me uh, over the course of, you know, on and off for, for Phil Lautner, too, but uh, for five or ten years for me. And thank you for joining me this morning, Paul. Yes. When and where were you born, and were you always involved in the cattle deal, or how did you get into it? Born in Iowa. We lived at Oxford Junction when we were kids growing up, and over in the Makoka area. Okay. Yep. Yep. Just a you know a small town, and my dad had some purebred Angus cattle when we grew up, but he had hogs and few sheep and farm some, so one brother and one sister. They showed some calves in 4-H uh, yep. a little bit, so yep. when we started, yep. it was just homemade stuff and anything of uh, no high quality. It was just <laughs> average, average stuff. I know that you traveled a lot in Canada, right? When was the first time you... Purchased that calf for a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars and sold one for a thousand. He thought, "Damn, this is quick and easy money." Later on, I partnered with Craig Shelter in selling calves, and we always went to South Dakota, and then it got over traveled, couldn't buy them reasonable, so I went to Montana. Eventually. Uh, I decided I was going to try Canada because everybody and their dog was hunting for them. And approximately what time frame was this, Paul? Um, I'm going to say mid-70s. So we're talking 45 to 50 years ago before the Internet. Basically, all anyone had was a landline telephone. There is no Internet, so it was just word of mouth. More people were out looking. How did you find people? Before the National Livestock Exhibitor, and I don't know when the National Livestock Exhibitor came about, but how, was there a periodical that would make breeders aware of bulls or locations? How did you find your contacts to go hunt these cattle? When you found one place, you'd ask them about somebody else that was using, yep. uh, you know, AI bulls are really good, and then you'd go check them out. You bet. That, that wouldn't was... be too far different from the start of my career because uh, – Whenever I first started in 2000, 2001 time frame, traveling, selling a little bit of semen on heat wave and stuff for Phil, I would always say, hey, anybody out around here reading any heat wave or any other club calf bulls? So, I mean, before 2005 or six, I would say word of mouth was the way that, you know, people communicated and the way that people networked, if you will. Well, yeah, in Canada... Even when the magazine started, them people weren't advertising in them, like the livestock exhibitor and stuff that everybody down here started advertising in. Up there, they didn't have a magazine like that. You just had to find people you thought knew something, and they'd tell you about something. So, When you say there was a lot of people looking, would you be able to buy a calf for... $300, and then whenever there started to be more people looking, 
it might take five or six hundred dollars. I know that with inflation, the prices have changed. What is the difference between when a guy decided it was time to go to Wyoming or when a guy decided it was time to go up into Canada to hunt these cattle? If uh, Steve Bonham and Todd Caldwell are on the same property, the calf's going to bring more money because Steve Bonham is a darn good trader and Todd Caldwell is a darn good trader. So they can, they have the vision of what those calves are worth in their head. And to get closer to a wholesale price, if you will, it's better for that person or Steve or Todd to go to that herd that the other is not going to be at. But were the price point 200 500 1000 or how, what was the range in prices that a guy would pay back then? It all depended what the cattle market was. Related. So if you might be able to pay them 50 or 100 or 200 bucks over market, and they thought they were doing damn good. That's correct. Yep. 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 And, and then the other advantage when I went to Canada, there was most of the time our dollar was worth way more than a Canadian yep. dollar. The Canadian yep. dollar might only been worth 60 cents compared yep. to our dollar. I, I don't even know if you'd know this, Paul, but I bought groups of cattle out of Canada, maybe as many as like six head at a time a few years back with my boy Curtis Reed that's from Saskatchewan. He lives just north north of Saskatoon. I don't know if you've been to that area, uh, Paul. But anyways, let's just say we had a $30,000 group, but it was a $0.78 cent exchange rate. So we were getting those cattle $30,000 Canadian for that's quick math for a hillbilly like me, but around twenty-four thousand U.S. was buying thirty thousand dollars in Canadian cattle. Uh, for the audience that's from South Texas, or we're, we're a worldwide show, Paul. We got uh, listeners in about seventy-four countries. But anyways, I mean, it's just interesting. Even to this day, before COVID, uh, you were able to get a six thousand dollars savings on a thirty thirty thousand dollar group of cattle. Uh, and on, on your end, if you're getting 60 or 70 cents in terms of exchange rate, you could buy, let's just say it was $10,000 if you bought a group, uh, you could get those calves for six or 7,000 Americans. So that's a big, big savings back in the 70s and 80s. Yes, yes. And that's, that's what most of them were that I was buying, you know, was at that sure. savings. I've heard of stories of uh, Mike, not Mike, well, Mike Hartman more recently, but before that, Fred Hartman was up there in Canada scouting in the Alberta and uh, Saskatchewan and Manitoba regions for show cattle. That, uh, so that's, that's correct. It was yep. mostly Saskatchewan and Alberta. I bought a yep. few out of Manitoba, but mostly Saskatchewan and Alberta. Saskatchewan is the most ag-related province. Alberta around Edmonton and Calgary is, uh, you know, it'd be like going to Chicago or Los Angeles. But uh, in terms of outside of those big cities like Regina and Saskatoon, it's just like going to Iowa and rural ag communities. There's not much difference besides uh, the, the gas station prices are listed in liters instead of gallons. But that's just a cool comparison in terms of letting people know what it's like up there in Canada. I guess that's a pretty awesome little story you just told in terms of going up there into Canada. Uh, so if you had a, a group, I don't, 
we don't need to really talk about price per calf or anything like that. But if you had a group that maybe cost six or seven thousand dollars, I mean, could you expect to double your money, or were there the groups that maybe you could do even better than that on? Well, on individuals, I bought some of them really cheap up there. I bought one time I bought a steer calf. He was out of a heifer, and uh, I bought him I think for two hundred dollars U.S. And Craig and I had a sale in Texas, and he brought uh, seventy-eight hundred down there. That is a good return on investment. You obviously had gas feed, clipping, advertising expense, but uh, that's pretty darn good when a guy can buy one for that and then turn it around and sell it for 7800 Well, and then back in them days, you talk about clipping today, back then it was, we, you blew them out, used the sheep heads on them, you didn't spend a half hour to an hour on them, and you sold them. It didn't like the day. The gentleman's name that you were trading with was, is that Craig Shelter? Yes. Yep. I, I would have a personal That's interaction about his boy, Troy. I believe they're more into the lambs at this point, correct? And Craig may, maybe has passed away, but I believe that Troy won uh, champion market lamb in 1998, the year that I won uh, champion market steer. So. Uh, I've visited with Troy just a handful of times in the last 20-some years, but that would be a personal interaction. It's kind of unique that you knew the dad and I knew the son via the Iowa State Fair. Hey, Troy is real big in the lambs. And I mean, I think it went awesome. These old stories are awesome to tell. He, tomorrow or next week or whenever you have time, we'll, we'll, go, we'll come back on and tell another quick story, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Bye.